From a strong election performance which saw 10 party members get into the states to comprehensively losing the battle for chief minister. It's been quite a month for Reform Jersey. Reform now dominates the scrutiny panels but doesn't have a single member in the Council of Ministers. And that's despite being the only party which actually worked at the election. Jersey politics can be a confusing place. After their best election result ever, can reform really achieve anything constructive in the next four years? That's given that their members are still heavily outnumbered in the States. So will it be four years of policy making or sniping from the sidelines? Joining me, James Filial, on the Politics Disassembled podcast this week to answer all of that is Reform's leader, Deputy Sam Mezek. He's now the Chief Scrutineer and Chair of the Key Corporate Services Scrutiny Panel. That's the one that keeps watch on the Chief and the Treasury Ministers. So did Reform win the election battle but lose out in the war to secure real power? Let's find out. Deputy Mezek, thanks for joining me on the Politics Pod this week and congratulations on your recent appointments. Let's, um, I guess, jump straight back four weeks. It was uh, exactly four weeks ago, uh, the uh, general election last night. You were waking up this morning with a party of 10 states members, uh, more than any other uh, in recent history, at least. All the other parties, I'm sure you're well aware, had failed. Did you expect that to lead to to more than it actually has when that happened? If you remember back to that Thursday morning and you had 10 states members. Um, I was obviously delighted with the result. Um, So pleased to be joined for this four-year term with a a grouping that's twice as big as we had for the four years previously and some really new and exciting talents that's joined the team. Um, But... I do kind of think it's still too early to see exactly how all this will play out. It is still early days in this term of office. Um, I remember at the start of the last term of office, everybody was very enthusiastic and um, seemed quite refreshed at everything that had happened. And then fast forward two years, three years, actually people became very disillusioned with what that previous election result had ended up with. So there's still a lot of time to see how things will pan out. But give us a flavour of that Thursday morning. I'm sure, obviously, it was the morning after the night before and you were all the the 10 reform members. You must have been waking up, kind of patting each other on the back and thinking, you know, we're going to do something here. What what did you expect to happen at that point? You must have discussed that. Uh, In what sense? Well, in terms of how you would then go about getting hold of some power. Sure. Well, um, I, I would refer back to the previous term where when there were five of us, um, we did achieve quite a lot, um, more than any other um, grouping of five random members in the Assembly. We did get quite a few of our propositions adopted and we did that often by building coalitions with other members on a subject-by-subject basis as opposed to forming a government that was um, cohesive and tied to the same political agenda. So I woke up that Thursday morning thinking, well, we've got twice as many members, so we'll be at least twice as successful in bringing those propositions and securing progress for the people that we represent. So I'm still very optimistic, even at this point. 
Um, you don't have to be in government to make a difference. And as I learned last time I was in government, actually, sometimes it can hold you back and you can achieve things from outside the executive. And that will be our mission for the next four years. Did, did you want to be on the Council of Ministers? Yes, I stood for chief minister because I wanted to be chief minister. Um, I, I think you have to believe in what you're doing. And if you're running for purely tactical reasons, then um, people will sense that and they'll sense that you're being disingenuous. Um, I, I stood because uh, I believe that if we had the opportunity to set an agenda based on the social democratic vision that we put in our manifesto, we'd give it our best shot. So, I mean, I think people are, are interested in that, though. I mean, you obviously, you, you stood for election because you wanted to be in government and you wanted some power and some control to be able to change things according to your vision. But then that didn't happen. You know, you, you lost the Council of Ministers, uh, sorry, the Chief Minister election quite comprehensively. And then there was no reform member nominated by either the, the Chief Minister, uh, you know, then actually come through to what else actually being on the Council of Ministers. How much, how difficult was that? Uh, not at all. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still delighted at where the party is. I think that we've, we've made a huge amount of progress and we're in an extremely strong position. Um, we, we don't know how things are panning out in parallel universes right now. Um, I, I don't know um, exactly what this Council of Ministers is going to propose in its strategic plan. Uh, if there are areas in that, in that that we'll have to try to amend to improve or whether there are areas we'll consider dangerous and want to oppose um, wholeheartedly. Um, we, we just don't know at this point, but we do know that Reform Jersey has twice the representation than we did last time, so we'll be at least twice as effective. But you must have expected at least one Reform member, if you're not yourself, to be nominated as a minister. Uh, not necessarily. It, it does depend purely on um, what the conditions are. Um, we've always said that we are not the types of politician who are going to sell out on what we stand for in return for a fancy title, a private secretary and access to the Broad Street air-conditioned office. Um, that's not what we're about. Um, if there had been any um, approach to offer us a position that required us to give up on a whole host of the things we stand for, we'd have turned it down. Um, the, the only thing that would have mattered to us in terms of whether we serve in government or not, is whether it's genuinely a platform for us achieving what we've set out to. Why do you think, though, you had an electoral success? You know, 10 states members for reform, doubling the numbers, obviously that's a success. Why do you think you went from that to not getting anyone outside of reform to support you for chief minister? Well, when Christina got more than a majority of members to sign her nomination paper, I, I think that made it very difficult for me to persuade anyone to vote for me at that but non, point. But not even mm -hmm. what? Yeah, it, it, indeed. Well, well, why would you when you know that um, at that point it was extremely likely that Christina was going to win? So you don't start this political term off by annoying her by voting for a competition when you, at that point you wouldn't really be getting much for it. So you'd agree with Boris Johnson that politicians are a herd? Um, certainly, yeah. Um, and the question is, um, what transparency do we have in finding out who's in which herd and on what basis are they in that herd? What political convictions do they have and what's their political agenda? At least with Reform Jersey, what you see is what you get. But wasn't that also a rejection of reform policies, though, that, that no one wanted to support you for chief minister, apart from your own party members? Well, uh, I, I would I would potentially consider it that way if I'd been defeated by somebody that was representing their own comprehensive set of policies and philosophical um, political vision, which I wasn't. Um, and that still remains a perennial problem in Jersey politics, that the um, majority of independents, it is very unclear what they actually stand for. So um, 
there would have been members in there who were voting against me because they're political conservatives and they don't want to vote for a left winger. That's absolutely legitimate and the way it should be. But there will have been others who would have had different calculations that it's just not quite clear. So um, whatever the result of that particular contest was, um, we've taken the centre-left of Jersey politics miles further forward than it's ever been before and we'll keep going forward. Okay, look, we'll talk a bit more about the uh, the character of the States Assembly in a second, but I do want to touch on touch uh, on party politics with you. I mean, it's surely party politics is dead now. We have one party, and obviously it takes two to tango. You've got no one to fight. Yeah, um, it's it's quite funny when when in this in a very short space of time we went from having no conservative parties to suddenly having three of them. I was delighted. I thought, great, you know, one of the measures of success that I'd always held out for Reform Jersey was that we provoked people on the other side of politics to form their own party. And um, we'd have some clarity out there and the public would get a genuine choice at the ballot box for who they voted for. Um, I did always have in the back of my mind, though, one concern with that, which is that I do genuinely believe that if you package up Jersey conservative politics as Jersey conservative politics, I actually don't think many people are inspired by it because it doesn't provide the solutions to many of the problems that islanders are facing. And it's much safer to be a conservative in Jersey by pretending that you're more liberal. Do you agree with that statement, though, that party, party politics is finished? You can't have party politics with one party. Um, at this point, that's down to the other parties to decide what they want to do now. Y- you did have two of those parties forming a pre-election coalition, and that, I think, was probably a recognition from their part that it was not a good idea to have lots of Conservative parties. They should have been working together much more closely. Um, we don't know exactly what's happening with the Alliance Party either. Um, if they if they have any sense, um, they would have a conversation with one another now and decide how they organise in future. Um, so I'm, I'm at least encouraged by the comments we've seen in the media today from Deputy Balash, who said that the Liberal Conservatives aren't going anywhere. So um, I wish them uh, all the best in organising themselves and one day being in opposition to a Reform Jersey government. Well, can Reform Jersey even exist in isolation? I mean, you know, what, what's the point of it when you've got no one to oppose? The point of it is that we're a social democratic party and there is no other vehicle for social democratic politics in Jersey. If the Conservatives um, want to bury their heads in the sand and, and not organise themselves effectively, that's a matter for okay. them, but we'll keep going either way. Well, but let's follow that through, because that becomes really interesting, doesn't it? That means then that Reform Jersey becomes the party of opposition. So you've taken five of seven scrutiny panels. So basically what you're going to do for the next five, uh, four years is criticise. No, um, that will be part of what we do. And if the government proposes things that are well out of line with where we think the island needs to go, then they can expect one hell of a fight from us. And we've got history of showing that we can do that well and we can be effective. But you'll lose every vote 39-10. No, um, I think you look at the history there as well. What we will be able to do is what we've done in the past, which is, okay, you're not in Broad Street holding ministerial office, but on the floor of the State's Assembly, you can build coalitions on a subject-by-subject basis. Um, We had some big victories last time round on things like getting the cost of seeing a GP reduced for vulnerable people in Jersey, um, on getting a student bus pass implemented. 
um, things like that will keep pushing on and bit by bit will chip away. Um, when I first got into politics, um, the idea that you'd raise the minimum wage to the living wage really was, you know, fantasy, um, left wing stuff that nobody else was interested in. You can, ca- you can scarcely find somebody who'll say that they're absolutely against that now. And that's the direction of travel. And part of that is because Reform Jersey have pushed to take us in that direction. So you're going to try and do positive things but trying to man- manage a minority effectively, trying to get other people to support you to get a balance of states, members in favour. Is that a fair description of what you're going to do for the next four years? Uh, yes, uh, I think so. And um, we've got a stronger base to be working from now in that rather than having five members whose support we can count on, we've got double that amount now. So to bring people into that coalition on a subject-by-subject basis, we've got more of a head start than we did last time, and that's why we'll be more effective now. Although, can you guarantee that your other nine reform members will always support you? Are you running a party whip, and are they not independent-minded? Um, they definitely are independent-minded, and it's it's been a joy working with people who've got a breadth of experience, more so than we've ever had before. Um, in the previous term, a lot of our incumbent members were uh, former teachers, and former teachers make great politicians, they really do. Uh, but this time round, we've got people who run businesses, we've got people who know what it's like to employ people. Um, we know people who um, have been, uh, we've got people in our team who've been very successful at that. So with a gr- that greater breadth of experience, they all had an input into our election manifesto. And we said, when we were writing that, that if there's things in this document that you don't like and you're uncomfortable with, we'll just take it out. Does that not worry you, though? Because that's interesting, isn't it? You're getting into this territory where you've actually got a team who may well disagree with you. When it was the five of you, you know, you were kind of a close-knit gang, right? And you basically wanted to all say the same things. But now you've got double that. You are going to have an instance, maybe soon, where someone says, look, Sam, I really disagree with this and I'm going to vote against it. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Remove them from the party? Um, I would, I'd certainly hope not. Um I think that's a fair question because we've got learning to do as an organisation now um, that we're much bigger than we were before. We will have to find effective ways of managing ourselves and adopting more formal internal processes where previously stuff might have been sorted out with a WhatsApp message or you know just a quick chat in the corridor. What we found up until this point is the only things that we ever really disagree on are issues of strategy, not issues of principle. Um, when you are... When, when you all genuinely believe in your common purpose, which is the advancement of social democratic politics in Jersey, um, the stuff you disagree on, then y- you won't hold grudges against the others because you know that at the end of the day, they are still on the same team as you. So we'll work things through. Um, we'll see how that goes. But we do have a job to do in terms of the professionalisation of our organisation just because we're getting bigger now. Yeah, I mean, but you're an example yourself of it. You know, you're part of a council of ministers, you disagreed, so you left. So you're going to have to give that latitude to your fellow fellow party members. Um, Indeed, we'll have to um, work with one another, understand where some members might have concerns on things. Um, But I think we've done a pretty good job up until this point. We hold a weekly parliamentary party meeting, come what may. And I think that's been uh, crucial to our success previously, where we have... Um, had an opportunity to iron out any differences that might be approaching us on the horizon at an early stage people be open and honest with one another and that's um, that's helpful for us and let's not forget that there's been dysfunctionality in the other wings of politics in Jersey before and they don't have that shared common purpose holding them together Um, I know that my party members will be rolling their eyes when they hear me say this but in many respects a party is like a family Um, 
okay, you can disagree on things from time to time, but you are all in it together. And when you hold on to that, um, it makes things a lot easier. How are you going to organise yourselves? Are you going to be shadowing each of the main ministries? So uh, at some point in the future, um, I think allocating um, portfolio spokespersonships to our members is, is probably something we need to look at doing. And there's still a little bit of time to go for the dust to settle from the formation of the government to know exactly um, how we'll do that. Um, but I, I think we, we did that a bit in the last term. So I think it'd be a good thing to do now too. Okay, look, let me take you back um, one step. You know, this has been this very odd phrase which uh, came from Clothier 20 years ago and has never really sat very comfortably in Jersey politics. You know, this description of scrutiny as a critical friend, you know, and whether it's actually ever been that, you know, is quite a good debate. Can reform actually be a critical friend or are you going to essentially weaponise now scrutiny to get it to deliver your political aims? So that came up a lot in the last week in the Assembly and there were some members who um, were feeling trepidation at the idea of um, Reform Jersey holding senior You've got five positions. of the seven scrutiny panel heads. You know, you're basically... Four of the six. OK, well, it depends whether you add the, the top committee over the top... Oh, of well, yeah, of course, but, yeah, but, sure. you know, which, okay. whichever way around. You, hmm. you, look, you dominate. Sure. So do, does that mean that scrutiny then becomes a tool of reform? Uh, I... Th- no, uh, not in those terms anyway. Um, but Reform Jersey members elected to the State's Assembly are expected to play their full role in the machinery of government of Jersey one way or another, whether that's in the executive or in scrutiny. And we've stepped up because that's our job. Um, we are elected, yes, as party members, but we're also elected as individuals to represent constituencies. It, it's part of our duty, so we've stepped up and we'll do that and we'll uphold all of the codes of conduct that we're um, expected to. And I think our history shows that we're very good at it. Um, if, you, if you remember, in the last term, there was a period of time where the chair of the um, Children, Education and Home Affairs Scrutiny Panel was Deputy Rob Ward, who was scrutinising the then Children's Minister, who was me. And uh, he certainly did not hold back against me, I can tell you that. Um, he upheld um, every part of his code of conduct and what he was meant to do in scrutiny. And if that were, if that involved highlighting things that I wasn't doing very well, uh, he didn't shy away from it. So we'll carry on in that vein. But if you have a professionalised reform party, which you know, you've, you've clearly said you want to achieve, what, hap- what comes first, scrutiny or reform? So if a scrutiny committee, a scrutiny panel wants to do a particular thing, but that's against a reform policy. What do those reform members then do? Who comes first? Uh, I mean, that's kind of not really how scrutiny works. Scrutiny doesn't really come up with alternative policy. It looks at what the government's policy is, examines whether there's a strong evidence base for that policy, and examines whether the policy is being carried out competently or not. Let me give you an example then. What about if that particular scrutiny panel... Um, is scrutinising a piece of government legislation. Reform has a very clear view of that piece of legislation. It's a, it's a key thing for mm-hmm. you. You know, you've, very, you've clearly stated it and you've got a... Ca- but actually, the rest of that scrutiny panel don't quite agree with that. H- how's, mm-hmm. that how's that conflict managed? Well, um, scrutiny itself doesn't have any internal whip and the committees that our Reform Jersey members are either serving on or chairing will have membership who are nothing to do with Reform Jersey on there. Um scrutiny itself won't have a whip and so if it brings an, an amendment you don't have to expect all scrutiny members to, no, okay. to, to vote for it and there have been lots of examples of okay that. but you could see a scrutiny panel one of the scrutiny panels led by a reform member you could see that scrutiny panel agreeing with a piece of government legislation mm-hmm. with which reform disagrees mm-hmm. 
I still don't really think that gets at what scrutiny does. The, the comments that a scrutiny panel would make would be on, on whether the legislation is written properly and whether the government is fit to carry out what the legislation is getting at and whether there's a strong evidence base for it. All of those things are based on objectivity and I would hope that Reform Jersey uh, wouldn't get into territory of not trying to be objective it would just be doing so inspired by its political values. Can reform members be objective if there's a party whip? Um, uh, well I don't know but we don't have a party whip uh, that's not not quite how we work um, we might one day in the future want to think about that but we sit around a table collectively and have our discussions so it, it's just not quite how we work as a party all right let's um let's move on because there's a couple more subjects i want to talk to you about one's the nature of the, the character of the current states assembly it, it's um it's obviously very new both in terms in chronological terms but also there's lots of people in there who haven't really been involved in politics before people who are coming to it fresh what do you think from the the discussions that you've sat in on so far? I appreciate it's only been a few days of, of, of meetings. What do you think of the character of that assembly? Well, the, the first thing that strikes me is that it is the most diverse and representative assembly that Jersey's ever had. And that on its own is extremely positive because it means that we'll get perspectives shared in there of people coming from a different place to where previous other um, states members have been. We've got more people from immigrant backgrounds um, we've got a much greater gender balance as well. Um, that will be healthy, so I'm, I'm hopeful because of that. And you know, whatever politics that leads to, at least the contributions will be representative of a wider section of Jersey society. Um, but it is still too early to tell how genuinely progressive they will be on the issues and how bold they'll be prepared to be. Um, so irrespective of what your politics are, um, the other thing to be concerned about in politicians is whether they are weak or strong and that will still take some time there and there'll be some crunch moments that will come up in the near future um, I've got a proposition in on raising the minimum wage to the living wage there will be people out there in our society who won't like that and will lobby their states members against it and that will be a, a test point for some of those members to see um, how strong they are in committing to those things or whether they get swayed by vested interests. So the, the, the current chief minister got in, um, yeah, I'm going to say without opposition, I, I mean that in the sense that only reform members oppose. So the chief minister got in without opposition. She also got every one of her nominations in. Is this a state's assembly which is going to have the courage to go against the chief minister? I have absolutely no idea yet. Um, what I can tell you is that there are 10 members who certainly will if the occasion calls for it. And if the chief minister does something that is wrong or something that um, we think is politically harmful for the island, um, she will have an organised block that will form the basis of an alternative to whatever she proposes if it's the wrong thing. Um, it awaits to be seen where the other members will sit. Okay. Look, you picked up one um, one issue there, which was the diversity in the current states' assembly. So uh, we talked a lot over the years, obviously, about uh, changing the electoral system and doing it differently and all that sort of stuff. But, I mean, I'll, that did achieve one thing, is that we do now have a more diverse states' assembly, so that's good. What it didn't achieve was increasing voter turnout, which was still abysmal. How does that change now? Mm. So uh, I've always believed that, a good starting point for a mature democratic culture is to have a voting system that is as simple as possible and as fair as possible. Um, the new system, though it's better than the old system, is still not simple enough and still not fair enough. So you would change it how? 
uh, well, one type of states member elected in equal sized constituencies. So no constables. Indeed, that's right. And they, I mean, they, they'd be free to stand for deputy if they wanted to. But um, th- the quicker it is to explain to people how the system works, the quicker you can forget about it and then move on to the issues because it's the issues that actually exercise people and um, motivate them to want to have their say on it. If you're having to explain, oh, this this is this is why this constituency is this size, this is why that one's that size, this is what a constable is versus what a deputy is, people aren't interested in that. Um, so if we can get over that, that will be a good basis from working from. Um, but the second part of that is party politics as well. Um, a lot of you know na- names on a ballot paper on a ballot paper to most people are meaningless. But if you were to say to an ordinary Jersey person, um, do you know what the Green Party stands for? Even though they're not organised in Jersey, most people would probably know what the Green Party but, stands for. But you still think you can make that argument after... You know, it, it's quite easy to say that party politics was rejected at the last election. Conservative party politics certainly was. And in my view, rightly so, because their manifestos just weren't good enough. Um, it takes a lot of time, though. It's taken Reform Jersey eight years to get where we are. But hang on a second. I mean, look, I mean it, Reform was largely elected in St Helier. Obviously, the turnout in St Helier was even worse. That's hardly an endorsement of Reform's policies either. No, absolutely not. It's, it certainly is an endorsement. We won the elections there fair well, and square. But, and, but, and but hang on, turnout, hang on. turnout was, was, was awful. Indeed, it always has been, and it will take a long time to get over that bit by bit. But look at how we did in other parts of the island as well. Uh, We won for the first time ever in St Saviour. We uh, came within 50 votes of winning in St Clement, again, closer than we've ever got before. And wait for it, we came within 50 votes of getting elected in St Mary, St Juan and St Peter. Who saw that coming? And that was down to the fact we had an incredible local candidate there who worked really hard and people were impressed. But and you, the, more, the more time we get, the more we'll start winning. But you clearly didn't inspire people. They didn't, you didn't inspire them to go to the ballot box and vote. Mm. Um, nor did anyone else, and that is a perennial Jersey problem, and it would exist with, with or without but us. Come on, is that the measure of success in politics, that mm-hmm. you were better than other uninspiring politicians? Nope, definitely not. Um, but what I'm saying is that in a broken system, um, that has a big contribution to it. And even within the system, we did better than we've ever done before, so I, I don't think it can be laid at our feet that those problems are solely solely our fault. Let me ask you a final question. Um are there enough conviction politicians in the current States Assembly? The reason I ask the question is I think it's one of the first where we've had so many issue-led politicians, people campaigning for office successfully on very specific issues. So do we have enough conviction politicians with a kind of deep-seated uh, political agenda across the spectrum? Uh, I don't think we do. And in my view, every politician should be a conviction politician one way or another. Um, And one of the things that actually inspired me to run for election the very first time um, eight years ago was that I looked at um, a state's assembly that felt like it was made up of a lot of members who were there because it was their turn or I'd done something in the parish system, therefore it was me who's in line next for this, rather than to stand because you've got a vision for transforming the society you're a part of. And that's definitely one thing I think would improve voter turnout if we have more of those kinds of politicians. Okay, Deputy Sam Mezek, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. You can stay right up to date with how reform progresses on all of those issues on bailiwickexpress.com. There's also, of course, our two radio stations on DAB Plus and online. Plus.
and right here on the Politics Pod. If you're a pod fan, and why wouldn't you be, then please remember to review, like and share. We love doing these pods and we hope you enjoy listening to them as much as we enjoy recording them. So it might officially be a summer break, but it's one when there's a 100-day plan that's ticking away day by day. And there's a mini-budget on the way uh, in September. So it's not going to be quiet. All you have to do is to sit back, relax and tune in to Bailiwick Express and you'll stay right ahead of the game. But for now, from me, from James Filial, thanks for listening. <laughs>